There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Following Christ involves not only what we do, but how we think. Coming up today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us make some adjustments. What you believe matters. What you think matters. This is why Paul writes in 1 Timothy 4.16, watch your life and doctrine closely. Your life and doctrine. So I want to take some time in this series that we're calling Timeless to offer sound theology without apology. This is the day when the lost are found. long road trip, you have to map out your course. Because if you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? As we travel the road of life, serving the Lord, we need to make sure we're on course. If we ignore the direction of Scripture, we may discover that we're on that broad road that leads to destruction. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us recalibrate what we know and what to do with what we know. So we're starting a brand new series today that we're calling Timeless because with culture shifting, it's good to know that God's Word never changes and we're gonna discover some foundational truths together. Well, let's grab our Bibles and turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139, and the title of this message is Who is God? So I heard the story of a little girl that grabbed a piece of paper and some crayons and she sat down to draw. Her mother asked, honey, what are you drawing? She said, I'm gonna draw a picture of God. Mom said, honey, nobody knows what God looks like. A little girl said, they will when I'm done. (laughs) What does God look like? What is God like? Is he a smiling God or is he a frowning God? How does he look at you and how does he look at me? Does he approve of me? Does he disapprove? Uh, because the Bible refers to God as a father, that's a point of entry for us to sort of try to wrap our mind around the infinite. I'm the finite trying to comprehend the infinite. I'm trying to grasp the almighty God, but yet the Bible presents him as a father. And it's interesting because in the Lord's Prayer, which is a template for all prayer, Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now I wonder what kind of father did you have growing up? Well, I had a lot of them, seven. (laughs) And none of them really treated me as a father except one, Oscar Laurie, who adopted me. But my time with him was so short 
So when I thought of the idea of a father, I really had no point of reference. But that's not true for many of you. Many of you had a great dad, still have a great dad. Your dad was just a perfect representation of what God is like. He was there for you. He cared about you. He was everything a good father should be. Others of you maybe didn't have that experience. Maybe your father left. Maybe your parents divorced. Even worse, maybe you had a bad dad and he hurt you in some way. And so you sort of transfer that over to God. Well, my father on earth is this way. Therefore, my father in heaven must be the same way. No, you have to look at God the Father in an entirely new way. What is he like? Well, to answer that question, we have Jesus himself. Who's a better expert on God the Father than God the Son? So Jesus told us a story. We often call it the parable of the prodigal son. And if Jesus himself had not told this story, we might even think it's a little bit irreverent. Let me explain. Jesus presents God as a father who has two sons. One of the sons goes astray, drags the family name to the gutter, consorts with hookers, drunkenness, everything you could do wrong, this kid did wrong, and one day he came to his senses and said, I will return and go to my father and say, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just give me a job. I'll do whatever you need done because I'm starving to death out here. And Jesus, telling this story, says, while that son was a great way off, returning home, the father saw him and ran toward him with compassion and threw his arms around him and hugged him and kissed him and said, rejoice with me, this my son who is dead is alive again. And then he said, let's have a barbecue. So it was a celebration and a party. Why is that an irreverent presentation of God potentially? Because in the culture of the day, it was considered undignified for an older man to run. Older men did not run. Not to mention the fact that it's hard for an older man to run, right? <laughs> so this father, according to Jesus, was willing to lose his dignity, so to speak, to get to his son as quickly as possible to show his love to that wayward boy. I love this picture because it shows us what God really is like. So we're gonna talk about God the Father in this message, which is a part of a new series that we're calling Timeless. God says in Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord, I change not. I find that very comforting, don't you? And we need to be reminded of these things because you forget things. You especially forget things as you get older. I heard about an elderly couple that were getting ready to go to bed and the wife said to the husband, honey, I would just love an ice cream sundae, but we don't have any ice cream. Would you get some for me? Says, sure, dear, I'll go get it. Write it down. You always forget. Okay, I got it. Vanilla ice cream with chocolate sauce. All right, I got it. Don't forget, write it down. Vanilla ice cream with chocolate sauce. Oh, honey, I want whipped cream. Write it down. I got it, dear. I got it. Vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, chocolate sauce with a cherry on top. Write it down. You always forget. Okay, I got it. Vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, uh, chocolate sauce, and a cherry. Okay, so he goes, comes back like an hour later, and throws a ham sandwich on the bed. <laughs> she says, I told you to write it down. You forgot the mustard. So <laughs> it's nice to go see now when you do it with somebody else, right? But we forget things, don't we? Things that we should remember, we forget. Peter wrote in 2 Peter 3.1, we need to have our memories refreshed. 
In short, we need to think. And there is no more important place to think than when it comes to our faith when we come to this issue. Because we need to think about what we believe because what we believe about God will affect how we view our life. It will affect how we view others. It will affect how we live in this world. What you think about God has everything to do with how you live your life. This is where your world view is formed. How you view God will determine how you will view the world. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today, Pastor Greg is launching a new series called Timeless, Unchanging Truth in a Changing Culture. Let's continue. 2,000 years ago, the Roman governor Pontius Pilate asked this question, what is truth? And we're still asking that question today. Now past generations always felt that you had to look to a source outside of yourself for absolute truth, namely God and the Bible. That's how we determined what was moral or immoral, what was right or what was wrong. But a new study from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University shows that 58% of Americans that were surveyed no longer believe that. So almost 60% of the American public do not believe there is absolute truth anymore. That is to be determined by what the Bible teaches. Instead they say it's up to the individual to decide what is true and moral. So your opinion, my opinion, doesn't matter. Every opinion is valid. And this is even more shocking. They found that evangelicals are almost as likely to reject absolute moral truth as to accept it. In other words, 46% of evangelicals did not believe there was absolute truth. Houston, we have a problem. Because an evangelical, by definition, is someone that believes what the Bible teaches. And instead, now we trust our heart. I trust my heart. I follow my gut. I let my feelings help me to decide what I should do. I, I think this, I feel that, I believe. I believe that for every drop of rain a flower grows. <laughs> Stop pushing your dog around in a stroller and eating tofu and listen. <laughs> Snap out of it. We have to think biblically and therefore logically instead of emotionally. It's time to put our thinking caps on. God wants us to think, not just feel. Our feelings should subject themselves to what is true, not develop your worldview based on how you feel about a certain thing. Isaiah 118, God says, let us reason together, says the Lord. Or another way to translate that is, come let us argue this out. We need to live biblically. And we can't take our cultural cues uh, from what society is telling us right now. Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Whereas the Phillips translation puts that same verse, don't let this world around you squeeze you into its own mold. Listen, folks, we're living in a time where so much of our culture is out of alignment with what God says. And it seems to be moving in that direction more quickly than I can remember in my lifetime. And you know what I think what it really comes down to? Is I think it's all a search for God. 
This generation is searching for God and they're being given wrong answers. They think something will fix this. If I have this surgery, it will be fixed. If I use this drug, it will be fixed. If I have this experience, it will be fixed. But it's not a search for something, it's a search for someone. We need to look to scripture, not to shifting culture for absolute truth. That's how I know what right and wrong are. It's called theology and we neglect it at our own peril. Now I don't want you to be put off by the word theology because we think, oh, theologian. I'm no theologian, aren't you? What is a theologian? Technically, a theologian is someone that studies God through scripture. What are we doing right now? We're studying God through scripture. You're theologians. Maybe you're junior theologians. Maybe you're a beginning theologian but you're someone who is studying God and wanting to know more about Him. Experience is never the basis for theology. Sound theology is the basis for experience. So I go to the scripture first. C.S. Lewis gave this warning years ago. Quote, if you do not listen to theology, that will not mean you have no ideas about God. It will mean you have a lot of wrong ones. End quote. Well said. But some people will say, I don't care about doctrine. I just love Jesus. Well, that's a sweet sentiment, but you might end up loving the wrong Jesus. One of the warnings of the last days is false Christs would come. False truths will come that look like truth, but they're not truth at all. That's why you need to be grounded biblically in what you believe. I mean, ticket into life. How would you feel if you got in a plane and you're taxiing down the runway and the voice of your captain comes over the intercom. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to flight 232 with direct service to Honolulu, Hawaii. By the way, I'm not so sure about this whole fuel thing. <laughs> you know, some people are into fuel. I, I just say, hey, all roads lead to Hawaii. <laughs> I want out of that plane right now. Or how would you feel if you're on an operating table and the doctor said, I don't even know what's wrong here, but let's just start cutting and see what happens. <laughs> no, let's not. And yet we would laugh at those illustrations, but yet in the most important things of life, our eternal destinies and God himself will treat it sort of casually, in effect making up our rules as we go. This is why Paul writes in 1 Timothy 4.16, Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you'll save yourself and your hearers. Your life and doctrine. So what you believe matters. What you think matters. So I want to take some time in this series that we're calling Timeless to offer sound theology without apology. Some great insights today from Pastor Greg Laurie as he presents this brand new series here on A New Beginning. Be sure to join us next time for more practical insights on the nature of our almighty God. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called, Who is God? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. 
station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.